0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Planet Earth is under siege. The human race and the web of life the same. How long do we have? Runaway climate and ecological collapse aren't coming, they're here. Buckle up, it's going to get rough, soon, very soon. And those that don't believe it will, soon enough. Denial won't be an option for much longer. Wait and see. The cancer of global controllers is becoming increasingly chaotic, conflicted, and more dangerous than ever before. In any light, and from any perspective, what's happening to the Ukrainian people is horrific. But this question remains, what about the countless other conflict zones around the world where carnage and chaos reigns? Are their lives less important? Don't they matter? How many know how bad it is, for example, in Yemen? How many know or care that the U.S. has participated in the Yemen humanitarian catastrophe via Saudi Arabia? How about the endless list of atrocities occurring in Africa? The child-slave labor that benefits all those who reap the rewards from being obedient servants to the Matrix. The list is endless, but make no mistake about it, the reckoning is coming. No, in fact, it's already here. Scenarios like CB-19, global conflict, false flags, and the ongoing atrocities in our skies are controller responses to unfolding and accelerating global ecological collapse, It's imperative to always remember that and to consider that while surveying the wider horizon. And don't forget, look up. The climate intervention assault continues to devastate what yet remains of the planet's life support systems. And for all those that fortify their denial by telling themselves that they, i.e. those in power, the money printers, would never do anything to jeopardize their lives or their world If only such a naive notion were even remotely true. So to those that are still trying to convince themselves that, quote, they would never do this to themselves, take the time to search and view the documentary film titled Trinity and Beyond, the nuclear bomb movie. I stated this on previous broadcast, but it's important for those that haven't taken the time to do this and digest that film and then look in the mirror and try to convince yourself with a straight face that they would never do this to themselves. Never forget that we're not dealing with sanity. No, we're dealing with a global cancer of insanity and with a majority population that's still unwilling to face the truth. This is a lethal combination, and if not broken, it will be our end. Moving on, to be covered in this broadcast, new from CNN, who, though a major source of Power structure propaganda and disinformation does occasionally tell the truth, not because they want to, but because some truths can no longer be hidden. In this case, a very, very dire truth. Here's the headline last week from CNN Holes the size of city blocks are forming in the Arctic sea floor. From that report, marine scientists have discovered deep sinkholes and ice filled hills, those are called pingos, that have formed. Extraordinarily rapidly on a remote part of the Arctic sea floor, the methane monster holds our collective future in the balance, and that is what is creating these blowouts in the Arctic sea floor, just like in the Arctic tundra. Much more in this breaking, even more dire report later in the broadcast. Stay tuned. Next headline: quote It was like raining mud. Eerie-looking sky raises concerns across Europe. We'll get to that in a moment. From nature.com, Antarctic sea ice hits lowest minimum on record. And so is the Arctic, bottom and top of the world, both. Sea ice is right now at record low levels. Again, both poles. Why is that so dire? Because with the loss of sea ice, the seas rapidly heat, as does the seafloor. If the methane contained there blows out... We're done. This planet will turn into Venus. Again, more on that in a moment as well. From counterpunch.org. Methane acceleration sets record. I'm dealing with the core issues that most directly relate to our survival and the behavior of the power structure. Please keep that in mind because everything I'm covering is why The power structure is so desperate and doing what they are doing because they know they are out of time. They know biosphere collapse has beat them to the intersection. The planet is responding to the damage done. It has had enough of the abuse from the human race. I know that's not everybody, but that is a very large percentage because it's not just those in power doing what they do. It's those in populations who actively or passively support what those in power do. And is that not the case? Not just in militaries, but in societies, defense contractors, and all those who serve all of it all participating in the matrix, all participating in the insanity, all participating in their own near-term self-extermination. That's what's happening. About the methane acceleration headline I just read, here's what it states. In the year 2021, methane, which is CH4, methane concentrations in the atmosphere, they show, they say, at 1,900 ppb, that's parts per billion, for the first time in human history. It's recorded by global satellites. That sounds bad, doesn't it? but it's actually exponentially worse. The true atmospheric methane levels are far higher still and getting worse by the day. How much higher? Some frontline measurements show it twice as high, near 4,000 ppb, that's parts per billion. Why is that such a problem? Because methane over a 10 year time horizon is 120 times more potent to greenhouse gas than CO2. It's covering the planet like a layer of glass. And let's put this into perspective. Atmospheric methane concentrations Have not been over about 700 ppb for millions of years now we're almost six times that if we look at the highest readings that have been taken this is cataclysmic this is a life-ending event on our planet if this trajectory continues many more headlines relating to this biosphere collapse which relates to everything the power structure is doing CV-19, climate engineering, and everything in between. Please stay with me on this broadcast. Numerous very dire breaking frontline reports immediately after this very short broadcast message. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 345. Not what I wanted to do for the last 345 weeks in a row without fail, but I can't not do this. My conscience will not allow it. This episode is for March 19th, 2022. This is Dane Wiginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. For those that are new to this channel, that's G-E-O, the word engineering, the word watch.org. geoengineeringwatch.org. We're the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations, known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, Sacramento, San Diego, and San Francisco. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last-hour effort Sound the alarm. And in regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. And the best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming, which you can view for free from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing the link directly from our website helps us to overcome social media censorship. Please examine our ongoing legal action against the so-called fact checker that is responsible for Facebook's censoring of the Dimming documentary and all GeoengineeringWatch.org data as "quote false news" on Facebook, because a single so-called scientist says so. He stated that he was 100% certain climate engineering was not occurring, but didn't have a shred of data to back up his claim. The link to the full report of our legal action against this so-called fact checker can be found on the GeoengineeringWatch.org. Homepage for those that want to have their questions answered about what we collectively face, answered on live radio for all to hear. Geoengineeringwatch.org is now host of the Coming Collapse Q&A News Hour on KSCO Santa Cruz Saturday mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. No commercials. Non-political. We will stick to the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face on this broadcast. There will be no participation in the orchestrated political theater of mass distraction and division. The call-in number for the coming collapse Q and A news hour is 1080 And so sorry that I got that call number wrong in my last broadcast announcement. Join us on Saturdays again, eight a.m. to nine a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, and again the call-in number is eight three one 475-1080. I'll look forward to discussing the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all with those that are willing to ring in and make their voices heard. Unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse will remain the bottom line factor that's fueling power structure desperation. Never forget that. More breaking reports. This from last week. The loss of insects is an apocalypse worth worrying about. You think? That's from multiple sources. A world without bugs, they say, is a world we don't want to live in. The report then states one meta study from 2019 found that 40% of insect species are declining around the world. They compared that to other creatures and found that the extinction rate for the insects is eight times faster than it is for mammals or birds. This is total disinformation. Total disinformation. The headline sounds bad, doesn't it? But then they downplay it with total disinformation. Here's the facts. Global insect populations, terrestrial and aquatic, are down about 80 to 90%. Wildlife populations in the last 40 years down 40%, which means these statistics are completely false, completely downplayed, designed to pacify populations. And not that we shouldn't be concerned about that kind of statistics that they actually state. They sound bad, they are bad, and any responsible human being would be concerned. But the fact is that most human beings in our societies today really don't care that much if they don't think it's going to affect them in the near term. And that's sad. That's pitifully sad. Indigenous populations, U.S. Indigenous populations, considered any decision they made and how it would affect the seventh generation, how incredibly far we have drifted from such a moral compass. And in overall context, a few more not-so-fun facts. Global species extinction rate today. We're losing two to 300 species of plant, animal, and insect every single day to extinction. That's 15,000 times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal. How long does anyone think that can continue? Next headline. Great Barrier Reef hit by sixth mass bleaching event. Leading coral scientist says, The Great Barrier Reef is done for all practical purposes. One of the seven wonders of the world and it's done. And I've had the incredible honor to have been involved with two private expeditions there to dive on that reef. Now about three decades ago. And how sickening and saddening it is to know that that miracle, the Great Barrier Reef, is now turning into a vast expanse of lifeless rubble. Just like the kelp beds that once covered the coast of the U.S. west of California Channel Islands now 95% gone. And about Australia, something you never hear about is its vast kelp forests, much bigger than the Barrier Reef, around the entire south rim of Australia, now gone. Also 95% gone, a much larger ecosystem than the Barrier Reef itself, and no one talks about it. How much are we not being told? We can't know. But what we do know is far more than bad enough. We're not going to be here much longer in the current course. A reminder of this recent report on that subject from Scientific American. Quote, humans are doomed to go extinct. Not my words, Scientific American. And again, that conclusion is not hard to come to if anybody takes any objective examination of the data. This states, habitat degradation, low genetic variation, and declining fertility are setting Homo sapiens up for collapse. The most insidious threat to humankind is something called extinction debt. There comes a time in the progress of any species, even ones that seem to be thriving, when extinction will be inevitable, no matter what they might do to avert it. The cause of extinction is usually a delayed reaction to habitat loss. The species most at risk are those that dominate particular habitat patches at the expense of others. Does all this sound very familiar? The Sci American Report continues with this. Humans occupy more or less the whole planet. And with our sequestration of large wedges of the productivity of this planet-wide habitat patch, we are dominant within it. Homo sapiens might therefore already be a dead species walking. And here's the final statement from the Scientific American Report. Quote, if we're going to write about human extinction, we'd better get started writing now. That's an understatement how are the global controllers responding to unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse? Here are two pieces to the puzzle. The listener can decide where they fit into the bigger picture. Two billion genetically modified mosquitoes are about to be released in the U.S. From that report, scientists have been playing God with the mosquitoes for a couple of years now, back in 2021. British company... Oxitec released 750 million lab-modified mosquitoes in Florida. Now the company is gearing up to release another 2 billion genetically modified mosquitoes across more of Florida and in California as well. The new species, codenamed OX5034, is made up entirely of male mosquitoes, or so they tell us. This report goes on to state that just like others, other mosquitoes, the company has released this new 2 billion mosquito batch, should produce larvae that die off before they reach adulthood. This is thanks to the self-limiting gene that Oxitech has created. What kind of experimentation has been and is going on with the human race? How many don't dare to even ask such a question, let alone to ponder it? Moving on. Here's another report of mass deception. Relating to the bottom line of biosphere collapse. New from the UK Guardian. Quote, is super-polluting Pentagon's climate plan just military-grade greenwash? End of headline. Report states U.S. military aims for zero emissions by 2050, but with a carbon footprint greater than some 140 countries, individual countries, critics say it needs a radical change. Surprisingly, the Pentagon might actually be telling the truth on this one net zero by 2050 because on the current course there won't be any u.s military or any other military there won't be any humans or likely any other form of life by 2050 if we remain on the current course that's a statistical trajectory it's not an opinion and if you don't believe the horizon could possibly be that dark why not Is it because any such conclusion is just too horrifying to possibly be true? I know many in that category. I know so-called scientists in that category that have admitted they can't even entertain such a possibility because it's simply too frightening for them. I know a clinical psychologist that's in that category. Physician, heal thyself. Newsflash. Wishing something wasn't so does not alter what is already, again, a mathematical and statistical certainty, short of a complete course correction. More on the Pentagon propaganda in a moment. First, this. Tories plan big expansion of wind farms to, quote, protect national security, end quote. This is regarding the UK. The report states, planning rules and requirements to be relaxed, So that renewables and nuclear power can boost energy independence after Ukraine invasion. Is the insanity not incredibly visible here? Triple nuclear meltdown with Fukushima. We have Chernobyl likely descending into meltdown again because the sarcophagus was disintegrating before Russia even took that facility over again. 440 more of these plants around and we're still diving even further into this abyss just to sustain the current paradigm of loot, plunder, and pillage, and pollute until nothing's left. The report states a massive expansion of wind farms across the UK is now needed for national security reasons. The business secretary has declared as following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the government considers sweeping changes to planning laws to improve Britain's energy independence. Now let's look at climate engineering and these wind farms. Climate engineering is reducing overall global wind flows. It's called global stilling as opposed to global dimming. That's a science term. And yet we have this sort of push for more infrastructure that's being diminished by other forms of, quote, tech all of which is killing us. Those who think technology will save us, how is it going so far? Final statement of this report. Some Tory MPs also wanted the moratorium on fracking for shale gas to be lifted to help reduce dependence on imports. That's a great idea, isn't it? Let's pollute all our groundwater along with the atmosphere and we can die faster. The insanity of the human race. No limits. It seems there is no limits. What's it doing to the... Life support systems of the planet. Again, climate engineering, not benevolent in any way, shape, or form. It is weather, warfare, nothing less. It is about power and control. So from Western Australia, this headline, Tsunamis from the sky. Perth faces Swan River flooding threat. This is a warning, if you will. They're reading a script of what's coming. Experts warn Perth could be walloped by rain bombs described as tsunamis from the sky as climate change intensifies weather systems known as atmospheric rivers. No mention of the climate engineering elephant in the equation. It's, it's hard to comprehend the depth of depravity in our societies today academia, so-called elected officials, so-called public protection agencies, all of them, medical industrial complex, I don't want to leave them out, all of them lying to a degree that truly can't be comprehended with some exceptions. And I greatly regard and appreciate those exceptions. And I greatly regard and appreciate anyone and everyone that is trying to do their part, to learn what's happening, to share the truth with others, regardless of the resistance, and to try to do their part in this Unfolding insanity to curb this insanity and to try to turn the tide if you will and I my deepest respect to each and every individual That's in that category, but there are so many more that are not Back to the report from Australia Australia has been dried to a crisp incinerated and now flooded Weather warfare core to all of it and yet no acknowledgement from anyone in the ranks of academia or official agencies Or certainly not media who serves the power structure Climate engineering operations, again, the crown jewel weapon of the military industrial complex, a weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. And now let's get to another core part of climate engineering operations that few are familiar with, or not familiar enough with. Ionosphere heaters, like HARP in Alaska. That's only one facility, there are many more. Here's a recent headline. Artificial ionosphere creates bullseye in the sky. Consider this report, and then I'll dissect it further. An experiment that fires powerful radio waves into the sky has created a patch of, quote, artificial ionosphere, mimicking the uppermost portion of the Earth's atmosphere. The research has not only caused glowing dots to appear around these patches, it could also provide a new way to bounce radio signals around the globe. Who cares if it's destroying the planet's protective atmosphere? We can hear the radio better or receive a signal better. That's the mentality of too many in the human race. The report continues, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, HARP, H-A-A-R-P, near Gakona, Alaska, has spent nearly two decades using radio waves to probe Earth's magnetic field and ionosphere. Not just to probe it, to heat it, to use it as a form of weather manipulation, steering upper-level wind currents, thus moisture, thus modifying the climate. They continue one of the most obvious results of the experiments is that they can create lights in the sky that are similar to auroras, the glowing curtains of light that naturally appear in the polar skies when electrons and other charged particles pour down from Earth's protective magnetosphere into the upper atmosphere. Doesn't this sound horrifying? They're using the atmosphere for a physics lab with no one to rein them in because the population is too busy with their iPhones and football games and beer and everything else to entertain themselves while the planet is literally torn to shreds. Continues, there is an altitude of about 250 kilometers. The charged particles collide with molecules of oxygen and nitrogen and make them emit light, similar to the process inside a fluorescent light bulb. How wonderful! Just poking and prodding the atmosphere until it completely implodes, which it's now doing. This report continues, HARP's high frequency radio waves can accelerate electrons in the atmosphere, increasing the energy of their collision and creating a glow, because they're heating the ionosphere. With catastrophic results, they continue, the technique has previously triggered speckles of light while running at power of almost one megawatt, but since the facility ramped up to 3.6 megawatts, it has created full-scale artificial auroras that are visible to the naked eye. Then they say bull's eye with a big exclamation point in this report, as if it's something wonderful. They further state, but in February last year, HARP managed to induce a strange bullseye pattern in the night sky. Instead of the expected fuzzy donut-like shaped blob, surprisingly irregular luminescent bands radiated out from the center of the bullseye. So says Todd Peterson, a research physicist at the U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory, Massachusetts, who leads the team that ran the experiment at HARP. Who are these people? Who do they think they are that they can do this with the life support systems of the planet? What kind of psychotic programming goes on in our military? Just like the Milgram experiments in which people will do whatever they're told, however horrific an order they are given, so long as they feel someone in authority is giving it to them. Final excerpt from this report. Serious applications might include creating a layer of artificial plasma that could reflect communications from a submarine, for example. The U.S. Air Force, which co-funds HAARP with the British Air Force and others, could use the plasma to reflect radio transmissions, bouncing them further around the globe. At what cost? Just to communicate a little bit better. Let's destroy the atmosphere. But what else are these ionosphere heaters being used for? Let's take the U.S. West where the moisture is cut off again and again and again by the quote, ridiculously resilient ridge of high pressure that creates an immense amount of heat underneath it as well. and We're about to experience that again in California next week as perhaps an all-time record heat wave for this time of year is scheduled to occur. So when you aim these frequencies at the ionosphere, you create an electrical chain reaction that heats the ionosphere and pushes the atmosphere up and down. The downward push is part of the dome of high pressure, sinking air. That high pressure dome circulates clockwise in the northern hemisphere. They use that like a pulley, like a a flywheel to spin the Moisture up and around that high-pressure dome. That's exactly what they're doing They spin it around the u.s. West back down into the center of the country where they ice nucleate all the moisture that should have and would have gone into California, but they completely override California Push this moisture back down into other parts of the U.S., creating the flash freeze weather whiplash cooldowns and the weather whiplash term, and I'll get to that in a moment, a term that now so many weather agencies use, a term that geoenginewatch.org has used for years before they picked it up because they can't hide the effect which can only be described as weather whiplash anymore. It's absurd. So many regions are fluctuating 50 degrees in a single day as they get enough moisture to chemically nucleate. Cold dense layer of air sinks to the ground. They create the cold temperatures for a day or two or three, flash freezing things on the ground, destroying ecosystems on the ground, toxifying everything, but they're able to create the headlines that they need to confuse and divide the population as to the true state of total planetary meltdown until the last possible moment. And that's a major factor of what they're doing in addition to miring populations in difficulties, crushing crops, controlling food supplies, thus controlling populations. There are many, many layers to this insanity, many layers. Ionosphere heaters are core to climate engineering operations, and we have networks of other frequency transmitters, including microwave frequencies, that if an air mass is saturated with the electrically conductive particles that are being dispersed by jet aircraft, they can then manipulate those particles in the atmosphere and thus manipulate the air mass itself. There's a repelling effect. And we have recorded this in the case of, for example, the hurricanes, like Hurricane Harvey that parked in place, just like the scheduled script-reading meteorologist said it would. We recorded the actual transmissions As it was happening, please, please search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricanes and look at every single hurricane article and every recording of these transmissions in it. It will shock you to the marrow. That's how vast these weather control scenarios are. And it is our government behind this. It's not some foreign government running transmission sites on our soil and flying planes over our soil. Of course not. What an absurd notion. And of course, governments around the globe, whatever surface conflicts that they are using to distract and divide populations, they're all involved with all of it. It can't be otherwise. They know the planet can't support populations anymore, and they're doing what they think they have to do to save themselves for a little bit longer, to hang on to their power for a little bit longer, even if no one gets out alive, and that is exactly the trajectory we are on. No one gets out alive. So back to the ionosphere heaters, high-pressure domes, ridiculously resilient ridge on the West Coast, blocking rain year after year after year. With that in mind, next headline. Unprecedented times. Critical lake hits lowest level in 60 years. This is in the U.S. West. One of the most crucial reservoirs throughout the American West reached a historical low level this week, and experts fear worsening conditions could raise longer-term issues. Could? If the lake dries up, it could raise an issue? This is the kind of completely false reporting from so-called scientists that has pacified populations into total apathy. When Lake Powell dries up and it can't produce hydropower, which is coming, and there's no water to flow down into Lake Mead, which will also no longer be able to produce hydropower, Vegas is done, almost done now, almost no water left in Lake Mead either. And ionosphere heaters, as I just described, are a core part of this. When moisture is allowed to flow across the West, they can aerosolize it from above, Too many condensation nuclei, the droplets don't combine and fall as rain, so they can block moisture from falling in that way as well. That's why you have so many days now with this featureless sky, bone dry underneath, nothing falling out, but maybe a slight drizzle here or there, and they can migrate the moisture right across the real estate they they want to not allow rain on to somewhere where they choose to utilize that rain. They have multiple methods and means with which to cut off moisture, and with climate engineering, it is far easier for them to create drought than even deluge, and they can do both. But again, let's look at 9/11. As I've stated in this broadcast numerous times before, let's let's look at that scenario where one week after 9/11, former NATO Supreme Commander Wesley Clark was given a list of the countries that were to be targeted immediately after 9/11. A list that clearly existed before 9/11. Every one of those countries subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought. That's mathematically and statistically impossible unless there was some form of intervention and there was climate engineering it destabilized those countries made it much easier to control extract the resources these dots aren't hard to connect not hard to connect at all the report continues the western united states and parts of northern mexico are experiencing their driest period in at least 1200 years stated that in the broadcast before with some calling the unprecedented periods of dryness a quote mega drought Well, yeah, I think you'd call that a mega drought, wouldn't you, in at least 1,200 years? But don't worry, in the U.S. West, the drought monitor says it's not that bad yet because they don't want you to think it's that bad. The global weather terrorists continue to cut off the flow of precipitation across the U.S. West. And currently, only one more round of toxic rain is scheduled for early April for Northern California. And if past patterns prevail, as that period approaches, the scheduled weather script will be further diminished to a few days of drizzle. Just how bad are the forest die-offs in the U.S. West, please take the time to view and share the just posted 22-minute video report on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org titled Domino Effect, Weather Warfare, Wasted Forests, and Worldwide Collapse of Ecosystems. And while you're at it, look at our reporting from nearly a decade ago and see how accurate that was. Search engineered drought catastrophe, Target, California. Please share these reports with anyone you can. Help us to sound the alarm. If we can expose the insanity, we have a chance of stopping it from the inside out. New from Vox.com and other sources, why we still don't yet know how bad climate migration will get, that report states, as sea levels rise, temperatures become unbearable, and disasters grow more severe, tens of millions of people may not be able to stay where they are. Again, could, may, might. You're gonna need a a snorkel in parts of Florida soon. Miami's already spending a billion dollars a year to keep their streets somewhat dry. Sea level rise is increasing exponentially, and these so-called scientists behind this report say that someday it could, may, might be a problem. Life in the asylum. In addition to weather warfare operations, what else is the U.S. military juggernaut of environmental destruction up to, as mentioned at the start of this broadcast? Again, this headline is Super Polluting Pentagon's Climate Plan Just Military Grade Greenwash. U.S. military aims for net zero by 2050, but with a carbon footprint greater than 140 countries, critics say it needs radical change. You think? That report, the Department of Defense, the entity that is the U.S. war machine, is the largest institutional contributor to global warming on planet Earth. Something the U.S. military doesn't acknowledge. The U.S. military has about 800 installations in 80 countries and another 740 bases at home. Isn't it interesting how America points fingers at other countries, and some of them deserve to have fingers pointed at them, but while we have the proverbial log in our own eye, our bases in everybody's backyard and on their border, that's called the empire. This report continues, wars don't help. Some of the first targets in conflict zones are oil infrastructure and power plants. The U.S. military frequently targets oil tankers in Syria. And just last week, Russian missiles attacked a number of oil and gas facilities in Ukraine. The resulting fires give rise to heavy emissions. And, of course, the populations that breathe those emissions all too often succumb to many dire health effects and impacts. How well does that serve the global controllers? You decide. Does anyone remember the environmental catastrophe that was the oil well fires in Kuwait? Official estimates state that there were over 700 of them. How many still believe the official lie that the Kuwait oil fire cataclysm was the doing of Saddam Hussein? Wrong answer. That is exactly what the controllers needed the public to believe. And the vast majority were all too willing to take the bait. Who set the fires? U.S. Special Forces. And please, don't believe me. Do some real investigation, and while doing so, stop and think about it. Think about this scenario for a moment, and the puzzle pieces become much more clear and easy to assemble. Before the Kuwait conflict even began, power structure companies and contractors like Halliburton and Bechtel Power, a corrupt company that I formerly worked for, were conducting meetings and planning. They knew they would be setting up shop in Kuwait to put out the well fires that were a month away from even occurring. How did they know? How do you think? The cancer that currently controls the world lays out their plans weeks, months, years, and even decades in advance. The entire Kuwait scenario provided a massive foothold for the US military machine and the criminal contractors who serve it. A foothold in one of the most oil rich regions in the entire world. Just a coincidence, right? No. All part of the plan. Final sentence in the Pentagon report. Quote, there's no such thing as sustainable global military hegemony. Let's take that a bit further. There's no such thing as perpetual expansion on a finite planet with finite resources. A planet with life support systems that are already dying by the day. And the human race is not stepping on the brake pedal They're hitting the accelerator and fighting over what station to put the radio on in the car that just crashed through the guardrail that's flying to the bottom of the canyon. Trying to paint a picture that sinks in somehow. It needs to sink in. We're in the Thelma and Louise moment for the human race right now. Buckle up because impact's coming at blinding speed. And you can quote me on that. Let's add this new report to the equation. From the UK Guardian, millions suffering in deadly pollution, quote, sacrifice zones, warns the UN. Businesses blamed for rise of toxic hotspots hitting poor communities hardest. That's just a coincidence, right? It could just as easily be happening in Beverly Hills or maybe Malibu or the Hamptons, right? Yeah, right. Moving on, let's get to the ubiquitous contamination of the entire planet. From MIT Technology Review, this, we can't afford to stop solar geoengineering research. This report states it's the wrong time to take this strategy for combating climate change off the table. Bear with me with this because there's much more to this. Solar geoengineering might actually have significant benefits. This report states solar geoengineering could substantially offset global temperature rise and potentially offset serious secondary impacts such as reduction in crop yields, increased frequency and intensity of hurricanes and typhoons. We don't know everything about what it would do, but there's a strong humanitarian case for learning more, even if learning more reveals that the downsides outweigh the benefits. Oops, not even a mention of the tens of millions of tons of highly toxic heavy metal and polymer, including graphene now, nanoparticles that climate engineering operations are dumping into our atmosphere annually and all of which settles to the surface where we all get to inhale it with every breath we take. And who is the author of this MIT Climate Intervention Report of Total Deception? Holly Jean Buck. She's an assistant professor of environmental and sustainability at the University of Buffalo. Question. Question. Does Holly Jean Buck have any idea that climate intervention operations are ongoing? In fact, she does, though it would certainly appear that doing the bidding of her paymasters means more to her. Four years ago, I was interviewed by Holly Jean Buck. The interview is posted at Medium.com, titled, An Interview with Dane Wigington of Geoengineering Watch. Here's a short clip from the report. Ms. Buck stated, recently I talked with Dane Wiggington of geoengineeringwatch.org. This site often features at the top of Google results for informational searches such as geoengineering, geoengineering definition, examples of geoengineering, etc. And for the record, some two years ago, Google disappeared geoengineeringwatch.org from a search of the geoengineering term. Google has now made it all but impossible to locate any data or report from geoengineeringwatch.org. Even though our rankings with nearly 40 million visitors should put us at the top of the first page, which we were at disappeared by Google. But continuing with Mrs. Buck's statements here about Holly Jean Buck, here's statements from the interview mentioned. Quote, Note to listeners, I do not share Dane's view that there is an ongoing deployment of solar radiation management. Did Holly Jean Buck provide even a single fact to back up her conclusionary statement, which she certainly wanted her controllers to hear? Not a single verifiable fact was provided. Perhaps Mrs. Buck could... Benefit from some facts sent her way. And please do it peacefully and professionally. And all such authors that pretend not to know should be given more data. And it's always helpful to include, CC, many other credible activists in that type of mailing so that the individual in question, the author, individuals like Mrs. Buck, know that many are seeing the conversation. It helps to hold them accountable, makes it harder for them to deny the information that they've been given. Consider that. That's one way to help this cause. Many, many authors that need to be reached out to, communicated with, and that need data passed on to them. Again, seeing many other activists in those communications, so there's accountability. As referred to earlier in this broadcast from AccuWeather.com, thought it was like raining mud. Eerie-looking sky raises concerns across Europe. From that report, a ski resort looked like a desert, and the sky resembled that of Mars as dust from Africa expanded across Western Europe this week. The sky, they say, looked like an apocalyptic scene straight out of a science fiction film. Well, we have a lot of skies like that around the world now, don't we? The report states rain from winter storm Celia, which was an engineered event in the U.S., collided with the dust storm over Spain on Tuesday with fallout unlike any other storm currently on earth. They said it was like raining mud. Quote. The cloud of dust was concentrated primarily over Spain, but it expanded to Portugal, France, Switzerland, and northern Italy. By Wednesday, the dust could be seen on satellite as far away as Greece and southeastern England. In addition to creating an eerie appearance in the sky, the dust also is also a natural air pollutant known as aerosols, which can penetrate into our respiratory systems, causing Eye and throat irritation, or more serious issues in our lungs, hearts, and brains. In extreme cases, the sand and dust can traverse the entire Atlantic Ocean and cloud the sky over the contiguous US. What type of aerosols are not being even tested for, let alone reported? Anything less than 2.5 microns, and that means everything that's involved with climate engineering is not being reported. That's not an accident, that's by design. So, is all this just dust? How can we know? When we look at, for example, the time-lapse footage that geoengineeringwatch.org captured over the Paradise Fire, massive geoengineering aerosol jet spraying operations occurring directly above the smoke canopy. What's that about? That's not solar radiation management. What were they spraying? And we know the aluminum particles are an incendiary dust. What's being sprayed on top of these dust clouds that we are not aware of or certainly not being told about? We can't know. None of us can know. It provides cover for the geoengineers to do whatever they want. And when we have a first world population that seems all too willing to believe whatever they're fed from corporate media, it's easy for the weather makers, i.e., the weather terrorists to get away with doing whatever they want. And again, biologicals, why would we think that's not a part of the equation? We know we have graphene in the mix now. We know the graphene is not only used for an ice nucleating element, but also a biological carrier platform. Keep that in mind. About the engineered winter events. This headline from last week. Winter roars back in northeast with heavy snow and record challenging chill. Always the sensationalized headlines for these events. They state, the last full weekend of winter was a snowy one across the northeast as major storms blasted the region with heavy snow, strong winds, and a record challenging chill. This was the latest bump along the weather roller coaster in the northeast with the region experiencing spring-like warmth on Monday, followed by a midweek storm, and then a return to Mild air on Thursday. Weather whiplash. They then state a massive seventy-three car pileup was reported. Easy for that to happen when you have surfactant-soaked snow, which is like soap-soaked snow, makes the snow incredibly slick and difficult to drive on. They continue as the storm departed late Saturday, it left behind record-challenging low temperatures, potentially making Saturday night the coldest night until next winter. How would they know that unless this is the scheduled weather? And let's continue with these headlines. I'm running out of time on this broadcast. I want to cover as many as I can. Denver went from the 70s to snow as topsy-turvy pattern persists. Is this hard to see through? This is the norm now. Massive temperature swings. As soon as there's enough moisture to chemically nucleate, surface cold layer is created with the chemically frozen material that falls that I'm not going to dignify with the term snow. This report states the mile-high city has already gone through both ends of the temperature spectrum through the first half of this month when it set a record high of 74 degrees early in the month and then went to a record low of seven degrees below zero days later. This is not nature. This is interference with the climate system. This is trying to mask the severity of global total meltdown by chemically nucleating moisture anywhere and everywhere they can. And there's this from Texas. AccuWeather forecasters, i.e. the scheduled weather script readers, expect a significant storm to develop in the Texas panhandle that will again produce rain that could eventually change over to snow. Again, they're changing over to snow. Snow has nothing to do with elevation anymore. You're either on the warm side of the cold winter storm or the cold side. They then state the storm system will allow winter to briefly steal the spotlight. Sensationalized terms again from spring before temperatures rise again later in the week weather whiplash over and over here's another one after mother nature's wintry reminder warmth to envelop northeast weather whiplash again and again and again here's another temperatures to skyrocket in northeast as wild temperature swings continue up and down and up and down getting worse and worse the extremes getting worse and worse as the power structure and the weather terrorists that serve them unleash everything they have on populations around the globe, all of it toxic, all of it wreaking havoc on what's left of the planet's life support systems. Let's press on with this theme because it is a core aspect of climate engineering operations and why, I ask again, is geoengineeringwatch.org the only alternative news source and site that's addressing this aspect of climate engineering? Why aren't other sites helping us to sound the alarm on this, I ask. Another headline. Mother Nature's Wintry Reminder, Warmth to Envelop Northeast. By the middle of the week, temperatures can trend 30 to 40 degrees higher than their lowest levels from the weekend. Big changes are in store for the Northeast this week in the wake of a snowstorm that left many areas buried underneath a foot of snow or more. Radical temperature and weather whiplash scenarios. Another headline, same theme, all from last week. Temperatures to skyrocket in the Northeast as wild temperature swings continue. Exactly what geoengineeringwatch.org said was coming for the last decade and a half that it would get worse and worse and we are there now. Next headline about the baking and burning of the West, setting the stage for epic wildfires to come this year, perhaps worse than any previous year. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Please share that. One of our most important reports from sfgate.com, this significant early spring heat wave coming to California next week. The report then states this. Winter isn't even over, and meteorologists are already talking about heat waves in California. They then say high pressure that triggers dry, warm weather is expected to build over the West Coast next week and bring record-breaking temperatures across the Golden State. That's from the National Weather Service, who reads the script given to them by Raytheon and Lockheed Martin that is neck-deep in weather modification operations. So the high-pressure dome went over that earlier in this broadcast. Ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome. That's exactly what's happening. And we have the whole meteorologist community, the whole climate science community, all elected officials, all agencies, all pretending that this isn't going on. Search holes in heaven, narrated by Martin Sheen to learn more about what an ionosphere heater can do. Please educate yourselves. That's the only way we can play chess effectively. We have to know how to play the game. We have to know what the playing field is. We have to play well or we will lose this game. About the coming heat wave in California, the report states temperatures in some locations are predicted, i.e. scheduled, to be up to 90 degrees, which is more than 20 degrees above so-called average. And about the term average, those statistics are also skewed. Average now means an average over the previous three decades, a quote average that is always going up which helps to hide the true severity of planetary meltdown. Here's a rain update from Shasta County, California. A fraction of an inch of rain fell last week, the first in my region since last year. Some locations near me should have received 50 inches or more since January 1st, but not a drop till the drizzle of last week, which barely wet the surface. The U.S. Drought Monitor continues to lie about the true severity of the biblical drought in California. Consider that this is by far the driest start to a year ever recorded in the North State. We were already in the midst of the worst drought in at least 1,200 years, and even now, The U.S. Drought Monitor does not categorize our region under the most severe designation of drought. Why not? Because like so many other governmental agencies, the job of the Drought Monitor is to mask the true severity of what's unfolding from the public until the last possible moment. Consider that if conditions as severe as those now occurring in Northern California don't meet the Drought Monitor's worst case scenario, what conditions would? No rain for a hundred years? A thousand years? Would that meet the drought monitor's criteria for the worst designation of drought? We're living in a planetary asylum. Two simultaneous human maladies are epidemic, insanity and cowardice. From the UK Daily Standard, this, heat wave forecast for April with temperatures to soar to 28 degrees C. That's over 82 degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot for the UK in April. How about other parts of the world? For example, India. This headline from last week, heat wave to scorch regions of India. Temperatures could rise up to 40 degrees Celsius. That's about 104 degrees Fahrenheit in the northern hemisphere in winter. And how do they cool it all down in between these massive spikes in temperatures, the planet goes into total meltdown and the atmosphere continues to disintegrate from climate engineering and rocket launches and commercial flights and everything we pump into the atmosphere from every form of human activity that is destroying our planet epitome of which, again, is the climate intervention operations. Let's consider this headline. New from CNN, a report of total power structure propaganda. Here it is. Scientists in the U.S. are flying planes into clouds to make it snow more. They say with 61% of the contiguous U.S. in drought, wouldn't it be nice if we could just, quote, make it rain or just make it snow, they say. Well, certain parts of the country are doing just that, sort of. It's called cloud seeding, and it's nothing new. They say it's been around since the 1940s, and countries all over the world have been doing it for various reasons, most notably China, but it's growing practice in the U.S., especially in the drought-stricken West. How well is that working out so far? just want to ask that question, that we're in the worst drought I've already described in at least 1,200 years. I would argue paleo data indicates it's worse far than that. And they're pretending that these little single-engine Cessna aircrafts that fly around with a few flares on the wing are actually doing something when you have a climate engineering aircraft carrying a hundred ton payload above them completely destroying the climate system it's all smoke and mirrors that's what it is weather modification is not climate engineering it's simply a mass red herring distraction and consider with any form of cloud seeding if you make it rain in one place by seeding the clouds with the correct size particulate, that doesn't cause the rain just to migrate somewhere else which smaller particulates do That rain didn't get where it was going. How simple is that to figure out? And that's basically what this article goes into, that some scientists are now acknowledging that, that obviously when you interfere with the weather system and you cause precipitation to fall in place, it didn't get where it was going. Very simple to comprehend. in regard to climate engineering, it's not about helping anything. I hear from people that say, well, if they can make it rain, how come they're not making it rain over California? Because that's not their goal. Anyone who thinks climate engineering is being done by some benevolent controller from behind the curtain somewhere needs to wake up. There is no benevolence in this equation. It is nothing but malevolent. And let's again consider what advisor to presidents all the way back to Johnson, recently deceased Zygmunt Brzezinski stated. He said, with today's technology, it's far easier to kill a million people than to control them. Think long and hard about that one. Again, from Presidential Advisor going all the way back to Johnson, who is on the front of every single broadcast for Global Alert News. If you go to g &G our on-air listeners can go there. Please, please watch at least the first 30 seconds of this broadcast on our YouTube post. And you will see a film of Lyndon Johnson, again, whose advisor was Zegnu Brzezinski, who just stated what I said he stated, easier to kill a million than to control them with today's technology. But you'll see President Johnson ranting like a lunatic saying, he who controls the weather controls the world. And so it is until the world is dead and then no one controls the world except the creator. Moving on, more on the meltdown of planet Earth. This headline from last week, Antarctic sea ice, this is a follow-up reported on the previous broadcast as well, Antarctic sea ice hits lowest minimum on record. And from this report, this is a newer report, natural variability is probably the cause, although global warming could have a role. Think about that. Natural variability. We're back to an example I've given on many broadcasts. That's like making an argument for finding a body in the street that's been run over, beaten, stabbed, shot, burned, and claiming he probably died of natural causes. What an absurd argument. And that's what we have the so called climate science community, many in the climate science community trying to make that case. And we have many in the, unfortunately, in the activist community that think that climate engineering is the only problem with the climate. How can that be? The argument holds the same in that case as well. The climate doesn't know the difference between a particulate from a geoengineering jet aircraft or a smokestack or an exhaust pipe. All of it's a problem. All of it. You can't do what we've done to the planet and not reap the consequences, but the single most destructive factor at this point, short of nuclear cataclysm, is climate engineering. Ubiquitously contaminating the entire planet, every breath we take, destroying the protective layers of the atmosphere and being used as a weapon. Absolutely being used as a weapon all over the globe. A weapon of power and control, period. Our conditions at the top of the world, the Arctic. The meltdown is continuing to accelerate there as well. Here's a report headline from last week from the Washington Post and other sources. Record, quote, bomb cyclone bringing exceptional warmth to the North Pole. Does it seem to anyone else that the so-called bomb cyclones are popping up almost everywhere? If we go back 15 years or more, had anyone ever heard of this term? And then there are those dozen and a half newly named cloud formations that apparently no one ever noticed for the previous century and a half. The climate science carnival of criminality is not hard to see through. Scientists are either bought and paid for, threatened, or both, with almost no exceptions. Telling the truth is no longer a part of their demeanor. So, about Arctic sea ice, about wildfires about putting enough particles in the atmosphere to try to slow the meltdown and hide it from the public until the last possible moment. We had this headline from last fall. Arctic sea ice summer minimum in 2021 is the 12th lowest on record. But let's rewind a little further. Arctic sea ice melt sets early July record hard times. So it went from record low in July of last year to the 12th lowest by September. How did that happen? Using forests as a form of artificial volcano to fill the atmosphere with enough particulate matter that spins toward the pole and provides temporary shading, that's how. And I don't care how insane that sounds. Are the controllers that insane? Yes, they are that insane. Again, watch the Trinity movie I mentioned earlier, the atomic bomb movie. Watch that and tell me they're not that insane. They are, we have the peer-reviewed science study. On a geoengineering watchdog report that advocates for the burning of northern latitude forests to provide temporary cooling for the Arctic. That's how bad it is. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. You can see the screenshot of those science studies and decide for yourself with data. Not because you don't want to believe something. That doesn't make it not so. Come to conclusions based on data and courage. Not denial and cowardice. So to finish up what's happening at the top of the world in the Arctic, as of last week, back to record low levels. From record low, July of last year, to the 12th lowest. And the reason it was the 12th lowest, that's statistical anomaly, the cooling I mentioned from the source I mentioned. And that's sea surface chemical ice nucleation. And what they are calling ice pack now in order to mask the severity of melt-off is anything, any section of the Arctic Ocean that's 15% slush or more... They're counting as ice pack. Isn't that still 85% ocean? Total deception across the board. Every imaginable arena regarding planetary meltdown is being hidden from the public until the last possible moment. And that moment draws very, very near at this point. And what's a core factor that will soon determine all of our futures? As I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, the methane monster, the thawing of methane hydrate and clathrate deposits on the seabed in tundra. Again, search Siberian methane craters to see photos that will shock you. Last week from counterpunch.org, methane acceleration sets record. This report states in the year 2021, methane, which is CH4 concentration at the atmosphere exceeded, as I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, 1900 parts per billion. We have some reports showing it at 4,000 parts per billion. Again, about six times higher than it's been for several million years. This article then states, furthermore, atmospheric methane levels are suddenly and mysteriously accelerating over the past 13 years. Mysteriously? Really? Why has geoengineering stated on the record for as many years that this scenario was occurring and would worsen rapidly as it has? If we knew, if I knew, simply by examining all available frontline data, certainly anyone else who has done so must also know, right? And about this counterpunch report, I've communicated with the author in the past. The author is well aware of global climate intervention operations. And yet, as is the case with so many others who claim to care about the state of the planet, not a word, not a single mention of ongoing and accelerating climate engineering Operations. Not a word about the so called solar radiation management science fiction skies that are now so common above our heads. Of note and of grave concern regarding methane emissions and thus atmospheric methane accumulation, NASA's recent Arctic Boreal Vulnerability Experiment identified methane hotspots via airborne sensors over nearly 12,000 square miles of the Arctic landscape. Two million methane hotspots were detected two million Let's add this headline to the equation with that in mind NASA satellite sees arctic ice thinning at alarming rate. It's all but disappearing We are likely close to a BOE a blue ocean event. That means the heating goes Exponential that puts us on track for venus syndrome. That's how bad it is And climate engineering is making it all worse not better Again a complete loss of arctic ice may be a potential death sentence for the human race and perhaps the entire web of life due to the mass methane expulsion that will immediately occur. And the ice reflects 90% of the sun's incoming thermal energy. Once it's gone, the ocean absorbs 90%. Again, the equation goes exponential. So many factors from the climate engineering operations affecting this equation negatively. But plug this in as well. As I went over earlier, the ionosphere heater created domes of high pressure that spin upper-level wind currents, thus spin moisture. That affects ocean currents because of the wind currents being affected. We now have warm ocean currents pumping into the Arctic. That's speeding up the thawing of the frozen methane deposits from every conceivable direction. Climate engineering is pounding the nails into our collective coffins. Again, in addition to every single breath we take. Take your light out outside on a dark night after heavy aerosol operations, still night so you know there's no other dust blowing around. If you're in a rural area, and aim it up. You will be shocked to the marrow. It looks like a blizzard is occurring with all these particles floating down in the air. We are all absorbing them again with every breath we take. Try this under the right conditions and you will be completely shocked. If we remain on the current course, our days are numbered. If we can completely alter our current course, if we can expose and halt the all-out assault against nature and the life support systems of the planet, starting with stopping the highly toxic climate intervention operations, if we can allow the planet to respond on its own to the damage already done, we would at least buy time. All human activity that is decimating the planet must be halted, but the worst must come first. Climate engineering, aka weather warfare, is the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face, short of nuclear annihilation. Further. Climate engineering is destroying the ozone layer, an existential threat in and of itself in the extremely near term. And never forget, we are all breathing what they are spraying. We are perilously close to a game over scenario on planet Earth. Those that are caught up in the power structure orchestrated political circus from any perspective or of any political stripe need to wake up and look around. The unfolding collapse of the planet's life support systems is the bottom line that will very soon determine our collective futures. The controllers know this, thus they are now more desperate and dangerous than ever before. If we are to have any chance of turning the tide, the effort will take all of us. We must take action now. Tomorrow is too late. Reaching a critical mass of awareness, awakening, and a sense of responsibility is the only way forward in this fight, sharing credible data is key in regard to expanding that desperately needed awareness. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. Please, make your voice heard. We must make every single day count. Face to the wind, we must continue our march headlong into the gathering storm. We must never give up, ever. Until next week, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.